Welcome to Something to Tech About Season 3. New for this season, we are offering digital evidence of active learning or deal with it challenges. The more deal with it challenges you accept, the more tools you will have to support your students as they think critically, work collaboratively, stimulate creativity, and practice communicating all 21st century skills. Welcome to Something to Tech About Season 3. Uh, lucky episode 13. <laughs> we hope everyone's <laughs> we hope everyone's been staying safe and taking some of that time to catch up on listening to our podcast. Uh, we know that many of you are or most of you or all of you are looking forward to summer break. So we're closing out season three um, with the winner of our tech-related prize bundle from our Facebook giveaway, Miss Tiana Keels is here with us today. Yay! Uh, yay! yay. Well, I wish I had a applause track. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Tiana. Uh, we're happy yay. to have you here. And if you would just take a few minutes and tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Great. Thank you, ladies. And thank you so much for the everyone loves to be a winner. So I feel <laughs> like I'm shooting to the moon right now because I won such a great uh, package from you guys. But um, I just love your show. Um, I am originally from Beaufort, South Carolina, and I taught there for about 10 years. And it was just a very different environment. Um, and then uh you know, just having the, the exposure to the one-to-one devices, and uh, it was just an awesome experience. And then moving here to Savannah to, uh, for about, I've been living here for about four years now, and uh, I currently work at Juliet Lowe, and I am one of the academic coaches there, um, and it's just an awesome place to work. It's, it's definitely been um, an eye-opening experience um, and so it's just uh, very awesome to work with uh, my colleagues and also you know having you got having worked with you guys and having that experience as well so um, coaching is definitely something that is uh, requires a lot of passion and I just hmm. want I'm just blessed to be able to um, you know, do that each and every day. Absolutely. That's, it definitely helps to be working in a job that you love. That that passion is definitely what fuels most educators to get the job done every day, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It really does because it, it just takes heart. You know, you have to have a lot of heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think we, and we really... And sustenance, too. <laughs> and sustenance, for sure. We really... Um, we had a lot of heart recently. I mean, everybody listening and up to this point, we've all experienced this remote learning in the United States basically since March. Um, Savannah, we've closed out our school year at this mm-hmm. point, but and we're already gearing up for next year. But um, Tiana, maybe could you tell us something that was maybe something surprising that occurred during your remote learning experience, either with your teachers or your school? Or- sure. Um you know, it was very surprising to me how quickly educators, you know, in our district kind of just were handed us, you know, this issue of, okay, how do we continue? Because we left for spring break, and then while still on spring break, we found out that we 
possibly were not going to return to school. And so right. teachers were just kind of like, at first it was like shock, and then there was some grief, and then there was the question of how do we continue to educate our students um, if we're not going to return to the actual brick and mortar building, you know? And at first, I think teachers, our teachers were just kind of like, okay, let's give assignments and see how it goes. And then what was so <laughs> amazing to me was just it threw observation because teaching is such a reflective practice that, you know, you have if you want to be engaging, you have to reflect on your practice each and every day. And I think teachers just started to see that, okay, this assignment thing isn't working. Like the more assignments I give, the less the students are going to do. <laughs> so, you know, that feedback, you know, some teachers caught on a lot quicker than others, I would say. Um, you know, I think we all just wanted to kind of comply with what we were asked to do, you know. But right. I think what was so great was just that when teachers saw that, okay, these assignments, they're kind of empty and the kids don't have any motivation to do them, they mm. started seeking their own path to engagement. And that was just amazing because it looked different for every single teacher, you know, especially sure, because the demographics are different. Yeah, the demographics in every classroom was different and the technology experience in every classroom, whether it's the teacher or the students, is different. So, yeah, you're right. The teacher really knows best in terms of what's going to work for her learning environment or his learning environment. Yeah. Tiana, did you um, feel that uh, teachers may have been trying to definitely replicate online what they were doing in the face-to-face -face classroom and maybe not finding as much success um, doing it that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that, I mean, I, I, you know, as a, as coaches at our school, we were encouraged to attend all collaborative planning meetings, which, you know, in a regular brick and mortar, we are not really capable of doing that because meetings and other things would always get in the way and so we would get to some collaborative planning but then we wouldn't make others but because it was virtual we were all able to attend all grade levels collaborative planning if on a on a great day you know and so <laughs> going into those collaboratives and hearing at first teachers were actually setting the same school day schedule. Okay, at eight o'clock, we're going to, you know, have this quick morning assignment. And then at 930, there's going to be this time. And then 12 mm. o'clock, that'll be a break for them. And they'll have lunch. And then at one, we'll do, you know, this virtual time, teaching time. I mean, they were very, very structured at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And we were all listening like, oh, my God, this is going to like, fall apart <laughs> yeah everybody's gonna get burned out really really quick if they're trying to do that yes so it, it I mean honestly that's how collaborative planning conversation started out I'd say but you know very quickly I'd say within a day or two it was like the conversations were more 
oh my God, what are we going to do? This is not working. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I had one kid turn up for virtual teaching mm-hmm. session today. Like, why did only oh. one kid show up? You know, like, what are we going to do? Like, why won't they come? And I, honestly, I really l- just listened more than I gave feedback because I really wanted them to talk about and have those courageous conversations. Well, if I was a kid in my class, would I want to come to my virtual? Mm. Yeah. You know, what? what's going to encourage me to show up every day? Right. And, you know, and so asking those kind of questions, reflective questions really had them dig deep. And, and ultimately it was, you're absolutely right. Like, I wouldn't even care. Like, I wouldn't even sign in. Like, you know, so what can we do to change that? And what did you find them um, creating or doing differently after that point to make it more engaging? Oh, there were so many different methods, strategies, (laughs) uh, websites, resources. But the most amazing results came from the teachers who uh, walked their students through whatever assignments they had to give, but also incorporated fun learning activities, virtual field trips. Um, Some, you know, it was really fun to be able to jump in some of their Zoom and Google Meet sessions, you know, um, their Google Hangout sessions, because, you know, one teacher would have on her uh, Cinco de Mayo sombrero and like playing music <laughs> in the background and you know they would be you know discussing the history and the culture of uh, you know Cinco de Mayo and 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 uh, Mexican culture and then I jumped into another virtual and it would be we're at the Bronx Zoo checking out <sighs> these penguins like and how the zoologists care for them and their habitat I mean it was just it, I couldn't even get point to like one particular, you know, experience or resource. I can just say that teachers really just became so creative uh, in incorporating many different types of experiences for their students. All just making and making it fun. I think that was the key. Like, how can we make it fun for our students? Absolutely. While learning was still happening, but just in a one different environment and in a different way. Exactly. I mean, scavenger hunt, you know, like, you know, everybody go find me something that, you know, we can build, use to build um, recyclable materials and we can build something. And then the teacher had them build uh, repurposed items and, and then turned it into a science lesson. And, you know, it just went on and on. It was just so amazing to find those. Looking for professional development? Drew and Angie are available. We provide a resource-loaded PD event and would love to visit. Visit our website for more information at somethingtotechabout.com. Yeah, I have chill bumps listening to you because that is just, um, that just, you know, the excitement, I can only imagine the excitement that those students had at that point, you know, Um, 
So definitely yes. chill bumps. Yes, they they were so excited and it was so funny like watching them. And 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 also the fact that you removed, you know, a desk and a chair too. So I'm like watching all these faces in their own environment. And some kids are, you know, hopping and rolling on the floor. But when the teacher asks a, math, a mathematics question, they're popping out with the answer. Or <laughs> yeah. it was just so amazing just to remove. I never thought about the fact that the brick and mortar kind of uh, limited both the teachers and the students because everybody feels like they have to teach something and the student has to sit at a desk. And, and I feel like once that barrier was removed, then teachers really looked at, looked for ways to teach the content, but, you know, just soared with it, went any direction that, you know, the content took them. And that was truly amazing to see. Oh, and it, it makes kids so much more interested in learning. And when you have a love of learning and you're interested in the concepts that are being taught, it, it just it, it increases engagement. It increases their interest level, of course. They can continue to even um, deepen their, their learning because they might even go off on their own and, and learn a little bit about it because it doesn't seem so, I have to do this because I have a test tomorrow or whatever. And instead, I want to learn more about this thing, whatever concept it might have been. Yes, I mean, that's exactly what it was. I mean, kids were, you know, honestly just curious about the content because of the way that it was being presented. It presented. In a yeah. different way. And this is the language that our kids speak so well. Like, you know, they're just, they spend a lot of time online and, you know, they, They've learned so much from uh, their computers, their tablets, their, you know, whatever devices they have at home. And so to see teachers use this, this content or these devices to help teach um, these standards shows that it is possible, you know, to, to in, both engage the student, but also bring in these real, real world experiences and and it be engaging and, you know, students have a natural uh, love for learning. Um, and I think that if we could continue that into, you know, I heard so many teachers say, why didn't I teach like this before? <laughs> <laughs> like, why? All You mean all of these tools were here? Yes, Google Classroom, yeah. you know, uh, Pear Deck, all of this stuff was there all along, you know, but I think when they saw how the students um, were so engaged when they used those tools, that was the motivation to now see how can I take this back into the classroom when we return. Mm -hmm. That's that's fabulous. Um, and I think uh, just thinking down the road and, and it, I guess until um, we are faced with having to use something, almost forced into something. We don't realize the possibilities. And I think that came into play um, with this because, you know, when Angie and I were instructional tech coaches, we we're, you know, we we're, oh, let's do this. And, and it's like, ah, 
are, you know, something new, something else to do. But um, yeah, and it often seems like an extra thing. It was in mm -hmm. addition Mm -hmm. to instead of Mm -hmm. the platform through which something was shared. Right. Exactly. In order for them to, to really grasp on when they had no other avenue, you know, you're there to to really learn and grasp and and embrace the the best mode of communication there is for the students at that time. Did I interrupt exactly. you, Drew? I probably did. I do that a lot. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> so, so Tiana, do you, do, does it sound like uh, many of your teachers um, want to bring this back if we go, you know, if you end up going um, back to the brick and mortar um, or do you, um, or what are your hopes that they bring back? And do you, how would you think about as a coach going, going back in the face-to-face classroom? How could you, um, you know, encourage them to use, it, you know, it probably can't be 100% what they did on, you know, during remote learning, but how would you encourage them to continue a lot of the practices um, that they've picked up and not fall back into the what they call the normal routine. You know that that's a fabulous question because I'm gonna spend this these next couple weeks trying to incorporate many of the lessons that we learned during this quarantine time. And you know, I think teachers as collaborative came to a close, I heard many conversations about teachers saying that they were going to continue professional development because that was one of our requirements. You know, every teacher had to complete at least one hour of, that's, that was the district requirement, one hour of professional development per day. And mm-hmm. so I heard lots of teachers talking about and sharing professional development opportunities in regards to technology um, you know, sharing, you know, I'm going to participate in this webcast. I'm going to participate in this, um, you know, training next week, you know, well after the last day of school. So I know as teachers, our teachers are going to be learning, you know, just adding more tools to their toolbox. When, as it, And now technology is more of a forefront, I think, globally, because so many companies, are offering free tutorials and even yes. subscriptions right now. There's so much that's available to you because they know that schools, you know, have been shut down. So I think that there's an urgency. Uh, many teachers see it as kind of like their their golden opportunity to brush up on some of these techniques so that when they start mm-hmm. back in the fall, if we start back in the fall, you know, they're sharp and they're ready to implement. And that's what I heard a lot of teachers say, um, I'm going to start this this year, I'm going to start at the very beginning. Because if I just do a little bit at a time and I start at the beginning, then I know I can get to using technology every single day. But if I kind of leave it for later, I'll never get around to it. So teachers have already set up their website. Um, They're loading their website. Yeah, they're loading those websites with um, 
links, resources that they know they're going to use, and so they won't forget about it when when it comes mm-hmm. time to use it again. And so I can just tell that the the climate is just going to be different. And then think about it: the kids when they come back, they're, yeah, they're right. not going to forget about all this this stuff that you did. You know, no, they're going to expect some of that. <laughs> They're going to be, you know, their their expectations now are going to be heightened. And I'm, I think that that is important, too, because I think that encourages the teachers to know, okay, they know that I can, I can Zoom, I can, you know, create a Kahoot, and I, you know, I can do all these things. And so they know that that's going to be a, an expectation of them when classes resume. That's fabulous. There's so many different ways. There's so many different ways students can express their learning and show what they know. And now that they've been using technology to do that, they're not um, just, um, uh, what's the word, confined to maybe just a paper pencil type activity. Um, Mm -hmm. The world has really gotten Mm -hmm. broader in terms of um, instructional delivery as well as, um, you know, students achievements and showing Mm -hmm. their learning. Yes, exactly. Go ahead. Go back into the classroom, Tiana. I'm thinking about the comment you made where, you know, as you watch the students in the Zoom um, virtual class, they might have, they were in their own environment. Sometimes they were, you know, on the floor or on the couch or maybe even, Mm -hmm. you know, on on their bed, who knows? But then Mm -hmm. they were able to pay attention and attend to the teacher when it was Mm -hmm. time. So, Mm -hmm. What wonder what I start wondering about is what is my classroom going to physically look like and what kind of changes I might want to make in, um, you know, seating opportunities. And I, I mean, I realize we're going to have some sort of social mandates most likely, you know, we'll have the social yeah. distancing, we'll have those kinds of things and there's going to be some guidance given to us, but I can't help but wonder more about um, flexible seating and giving kids the opportunity to be a little bit more comfortable. Um, this is not something we planned on talking about, but what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's a, it's a great point. Um, I think that students being able to be in their own environment and teachers seeing that they can still be attentive to the lesson kind of opens their eyes to the fact that they don't have to be sitting necessarily at a desk at a desk. Um, you know, it 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 helps it helps them to see that there are other ways to for students to behave and not all behavior is off task behavior, but they're kids. And mm-hmm. even then, you know, when I was in the classroom, I had the flexible seating because I knew that I didn't want kids always being at a desk. And I think that now that teachers can have seen it for themselves firsthand, that this kid can have music playing in the background, the TV's on, they're flipping on their bunk bed, but they're still participating <laughs> in the lesson, you know, then why can't I let my kids, you know, read on the carpet or 
right. speak, you know, in a group on the floor or, you know, it or stand by the window or right or stand up or, you know, why can't I allow that in my classroom as long as they're engaged in the lesson and they're doing what I'm, you know, what's expected and what's been asked of them in a respectful manner. I don't I feel like that's going to also uh, loosen up as well as far as, mm-hmm. you know, the deaths and, and, but, you know, as far as quarantine and, and C, you know, CDC guidelines, we don't know what that's going to look like, but I would hope right, that right. when we return to normal, that teachers are going to be a little more open. You know, um, flexible, yes, flexible, mm-hmm. open to a more, uh, you know, free-form classroom. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm uh, hoping that can happen. Maybe yeah. PTAs around the world, around the country can su- help support because that's going to cost money. Of course, there's, you know, a table change or maybe bean bags to be purchased or what have you. Um, and of course, all that will have to be cleaned. I realize there's so many complications that go along with it, but it, it saddens me when I see some of the guidelines are your desks will be in rows and they will all be facing forward. I saw that somewhere recently mm-hmm. and thought, oh, gosh, we're going back to the one. No. Kind of thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> two steps forward, two steps back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We've come so far. Let's, con- let's, let's see how we can continue to, you know, be socially distant when it's necessary, but still have the flexibility to, you know, allow students to maybe sit or stand or you know, work in a different space. Be our guest. Join in our conversation on a future episode and share your favorite resources, strategies, and even student projects. You're not in Savannah? No problem. We're just a phone call away. Complete the online form to be our guest on www.somethingtotechabout.com. And Tiana, I'm throwing it way back to where you said your your teachers are looking for one hour PD. You need to bring them to our show because we offer podcast PD if they do one of the challenges <laughs> and they get an hour right. credit certificate. <laughs> That's right. All of okay. season three, listen to an episode, listen to an episode and accept the challenge and give it a try. And then you have an hour of PD. Absolutely. that was a little plug on our part sorry oh no i'm glad you did that because i'll be plugging you in all summer there you go there you go yes so thank you for that suggestion too Mm -hmm. so tiana is there anything else you'd like to add about your your experience your school's experience your teacher's experience students um, to remote learning, um, anything else you'd, you'd like to add or? I'm not, not really. I think we, we talked about so much, um, pertaining to, you know, just how teaching and learning has changed during this time. I just mm-hmm. hope that, uh, we, we keep our eyes and our hearts, um, open to, uh, solutions for our students who don't have access to technology, um, you know, internet, um, and, and what we could do for those students as well, because I think that there's a large percentage of students that, you know, during this time remained inactive and could not continue learning because they did not have the access that, you know, so many other students had. 
my heart goes out to them. Yeah, that's a very, very valid point. Um, the the access and and a lot of times there may be you know a couple of students children in the household needing to share one you know maybe just one device or or just a phone or something so those are definitely hurdles that hopefully you know if remote learning ever has to continue or does continue that that becomes a forefront you know um, topic that needs to be addressed yeah yes and i feel fortunate to work in a district that was able to provide devices even Mm -hmm. in households where there were were only one i know we went to the school and distributed devices to students who didn't have any and even parents who had multiple students um they received multiple devices so that in itself is a blessing and and i'm very proud and and thankful to work for a district and a school that that you know tried to address some of those access issues but it but like you said you know it's important to folks you know not to forget that there are some students who still you know were unplugged during this time and and you know remembering that when we do uh when things do return to normal Exactly. I had one. I had one question I wanted to to ask, and and if you have any, you know, suggestions or how your school did it. We're looking at the um, population of students with um, any type of disabilities, maybe those that mm-hmm. have IEPs. Um, mm-hmm. I know in a lot of discussions that I I follow and I've read up on, that seemed to be uh, another population of students that um, were difficult to reach to follow the certain, you know, um, guidelines or, or procedures for those students. Do you have any input as to how your, your school did that or are you aware how that was um Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I have some, you know, um, you know, um, experience as far as like how we dealt with our school dealt with um, cases in which students were had IEPs or severe autism or you know uh, various learning disabilities. And I think that the way that our principal, uh, Ms. Wright, uh, addressed those issues was definitely very resourceful. I mean, she divided the cases among um, the the special ed teachers. Um, The special ed teachers had their own um, collaborative planning meeting daily, and they kind of uh, divided the course load so that each teacher, speech pathologist worked one-on-one with each one of their students. So if they could not, yeah, if they could not contact that student through, um, you know, virtually, they would make a phone call and they would, um, you know, perform some of the therapies and um, some of the instruction over the phone if, if necessary. But it was definitely wow. an ex- daily expectation that every single student received contact from their teacher every single day. Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> so 
Every uh, single day. That's impressive. Every single day. Unless the parent um, voiced that they did not feel necessary for Mm -hmm. the the special ed teacher to contact their child every day. But I know that that was the expectation. So during our collaborative, those teachers excused themselves because they had individual meeting times with each one of those students. So they did a virtual, they did a virtual class with whole class, whole group session, and depending on their caseload. Fabulous. So those students got as much as they needed and probably more. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, with those (laughs) expectations that your administration set out. I think that's great. Um, I think... um, that just seemed to be a population as well as those without, you know, the internet access that really still need to be um, ironed out. Those, you know, sometimes those issues um, still Mm -hmm. need to get uh, perfected a little bit more. So um, I think um, people that are hearing you talk about how um, one, your district, you know, was able to get devices to those uh, needing families and or students, as well as how your school addressed those IEPs and and, um, the special needs um, students, you know, as people hear this, I think it will be very helpful um, to a lot uh, because it seems that those are some struggling areas. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. No problem. I guess in closing, what I'm thinking of is just celebrating teachers everywhere who mm-hmm. really, I mean, at Tiana School at our district in across the nation and world who have had to really change the way they have taught. Um, you know, they had to take their existing learning community and completely turn it around with no notice. I mean, you could say, yes, they had a couple of weeks because they had spring break and, but Really, truly, it, when you think about it, there was no notice. This is a, a, a um, you know an international crisis, and teachers really showed that you could take an industry and turn it around <laughs> and mm-hmm. make it successful. And you know, their con- their constituents, like you said, they came to school in whatever way they could, and I think they all learned probably a lot more than anyone anticipated. I'm just so impressed with with our craft <laughs> and yeah. the, the resiliency that um, teachers around the globe have, have shown, you know, for, and to do what's best for students. Absolutely. It makes my heart warm. <laughs> it, is. it totally does. And it doesn't matter what, whom you speak to. I have friends that are educators. Um, I have a teacher, a teacher friend who's living in uh, DC recently moved from New York and talking to her on the phone, it was almost as though we taught for the same district because the expectations were very similar and the way that she was going about reaching out to her students, I mean, it was just amazing. And I just felt like we were all, as teachers, became one big, happy collective that we could call on each other no matter what state we live in. No matter where we taught, yeah. Right. And and have that commonality, be able to talk about resources, what we're doing, share ideas. And that that's what makes 
being an educator is so amazing. It's just that no matter what we go through, we are there for one another and we work through our problems together and we do it so efficiently. <laughs> and that will continue. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Amen. Yes. <laughs> Well, Tiana, we so appreciate you joining us, and um, we want to let our listeners know that you were going to, you know, put some of this information in um, in a blog post for the show notes for this episode, um, so they can check that out. And we hope you, you know, um, continue uh, to do what you do so well, um, and know that the teachers. Um, are fortunate to have you and we were fortunate to have you as our guest and um, we hope you have a successful summer and a safe summer. <laughs> yeah, and a fantastic <laughs> transition into whatever's next. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Angie and Drew. And I, I just really want to thank you ladies because I really feel like you took a step into the future um, and you really shared so much knowledge and expertise with everyone you come in contact with. And it's just, it, it makes my heart smile to know that, that you are spending so much time and, and passion doing something that you love, but, but what you're doing is helping us as educators become better at what we do each and every day. So I just thank you, and I thank you for giving me the time to share, you know, my thoughts and and have a platform to do so. And um, I will continue to support your show and and uh, share, you know, what you're doing with my colleagues whenever I can, of course. Plug <laughs> forever. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you have a, a great summer, ladies, and I look forward to, you know, continuing to see what you have in store for us on your on your show. Thank you Thank so you. much. <laughs>